Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 133. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, what's that next great idea you have? It's time to take powerful action. And step one is setting up your website. I've created a seven-minute tutorial that walks you through acquiring your domain for free all the way to your first post. Go to eofirewebsite.com to access this great tutorial, your free domain, and much more. That's eofirewebsite.com. And now let's give it up for our sponsor, Joe Rios. Run for a Cause is a unique, all-inclusive event that supports all causes close to our hearts and brings together beginner and advanced runners for a 5K run. For more information, check out thrivewithjoe.com or search hashtag Run4AC on Twitter. Run4AC, inspiring people to discover a passion for running with intention. Okay, let's get started. I am simply electrified to introduce my guest today, Eric James. Eric, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, John. <laughs> I love it. In fact, in fact, I've already ignited. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love. Eric is a business growth consultant, innovation engineering black belt, co-author of four books, and professional stand-up comedian. He specializes in helping companies create, communicate, and commercialize innovations with clients ranging from startups to universities to third-generation manufacturers to service-based companies and consultancies. Eric, I've given Fire Nation a little overview, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then take another minute and tell us about your business. Sure. Um, A little about me. Um... Grew up in uh, northern New York. We don't get quite as much snow as uh, Maine, but we certainly do get quite a bit of snow up there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my background is as an engineer. I went to uh, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, mechanical engineer, went nice. to graduate school at uh, Cambridge University in England and studied business and uh, worked for a few years with a small manufacturer making thermoacoustic cryo coolers which I could fill the whole podcast talking about those things, Goodness, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, after a few years there, this opportunity came up to um, and it's, as this consulting position. And um, so I took that. Also around that time, I started doing stand-up comedy, which was a dream of mine, sort of my if-I-win-the-lottery dream. And, uh, and also during that time, I co-wrote, uh, four books with my, uh, with my mentor, best friend and, uh, and co-author Judith Barnes. So that's kind of what got me here. And, uh, yeah, I, I still do all those things now. I'm still a consultant, a business growth consultant working primarily with manufacturers and technology companies, uh, to help them grow their business through, uh, an innovation process. Uh, and a system called Innovation Engineering, which I help them implement. Uh, still do stand-up on the road on the weekends. I travel all over the country. I've 
open for uh, national acts like Colin Quinn and Dave Attell and John Panette. And oh, wow. yeah, some uh, worked with uh, Bob Marley a couple times out there in uh, Maine as well. Yeah, he's right down the yeah. street from me. I love Bob Marley. <laughs> and it's not the reggae singer, it's the comedian Bob Marley for all you yes, listeners. Yes, yes. And, uh, and uh, yeah, Judith and I, we actually just released our uh, fifth book a few weeks ago uh, called Kindness, and uh, it's a book on, uh, on just that, the act of being kind. It's an illustrated book, um, and so I'm actually the author of five books now. Wow. Well, I look forward to delving into that and more, Eric, later in the interview. But before sure. we do, we'd love to start off Entrepreneur on Fire to get that motivational ball rolling with a success quote. So what do you have for us today? I think my favorite success quote is uh, from Tom Watson, former legendary president of IBM, who said, if you want to be successful, double your failure rate. I love that quote for so many reasons. It applies so well to entrepreneurs. But my question to you, Eric, take it down to the ground level. Mm -hmm. How have you applied that mantra to your everyday life? In several ways, actually, uh, certainly with, with certainly with my clients and with my work and my consulting work, because number one, I use that uh, quote with them, um, and it's really my job to help them apply that because the the idea of failing is uh, it's it's scary to people and they don't understand. So I actually teach people how to fail quickly and cheaply. So it's uh, probably one of the biggest value adds I give to my clients. And uh, as, as far as stand-up and comedy, I mean, it is, it is nothing but failure. The only way to get good as a comedian is to do the hardest thing on the planet, which is get up in front of a group of people and try things that you don't know whether they're going to succeed or fail, which are jokes. And um, and certainly, you know, the books, the books we've written um, – we self-published those at this at this point because we didn't want to um, get a a, a, a a bad deal with publishing because you know you know what trouble the publishing industry is in and authors basically make zero money on their books so um, we said you know we're going to do this ourselves and uh, so I am really. I would say kind of up for anything, you know, whether it is stand-up, publishing books. Um, Judith and I are even working on uh, another venture, which is a, a new iPad app. So, I mean, for me, I'm up for anything. And, and fa- it's really not about failure. It's about what did I learn from from what I've done. No, that's powerful. And we've had Tim Ferriss on the show. And as you may or may not know, with his Big book, Four Hour Chef, yeah, yeah, he was great. He is just taking on the publishing world because of exactly what you said. Why do yes. authors make no money with books? So he teamed up with Amazon, and yes. because of which he's been banned from Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, other major retailers like that. And Amazon is really putting their muscle behind it, but he gets to keep 70%-ish, even more on a lot of cases, of every book sale, which is amazing and unheard of for authors. So it's just incredible, and especially in this digital age where a lot of people are just getting the books delivered digitally. Although with his mm-hmm. book, 654 pages of beautifully done colored photos, I recommend going the hardcover that time for sure. But it's just great, and I'm just loving that you yourself are kind of taking that on as well. And when enough people do, we're really just going to take down these bohemus. And to go back to one of your first points, about failure, Eric, that's one reason that entrepreneurs seem to fail long-term is because they refuse to fail short-term. And if they can just get those failures out of the way at the beginning, and if you, 
as a consultant or making them realize it's not a bad thing. Don't be scared of it. That's incredibly powerful. So I definitely commend you for that mentality. Yeah. And, I, you know, uh, it's interesting. I also teach uh, at the, at the, the university, uh, at RPI, where, where I went. I, I teach some of, the, some of the principles of innovation engineering. And, and I, I'll tell you, the, the biggest thing is that concept of failure. And we have a, we have a mantra, a fail fast, fail cheap, we say. So, um, I, I mean, I liken it to a skill, you know, that I think it's a skill that honestly, our education system right now doesn't really teach students. You know, we're, t- we're taught kind of to get things right the first time, you know, you, you're taking a test, get it right. And, I know why we do that, but uh, when they teach innovation engineering up at the University of Maine, it's actually fascinating. They just tell everybody, like, you're going to get an A at the end of this course because you keep taking the tests until you have mastered the material and you have you have shown that mastery and demonstrated that. And if you take that and correlate that to an entrepreneur, learn to fail fast and cheap just keep doing things, seeing it as a learning process um, rather than a failure, and uh, you will eventually succeed. I mean, I think Tom Watson really nailed it on the head. And this is the University of Maine in Orno? Uh, yes. Oh, go Black Bears. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and Eric, this is a perfect lead-in to our next topic, which is failure. And you're our spotlight yes. entrepreneur. This is about your journey. So Eric, mm-hmm. take us back to a time in your journey when you failed, and then share with us how you overcame that failure. It's interesting. I would say, uh, you know, this is, I think, a bit of, might be a bit of a departure for your podcast because I am actually in the, in the middle of the biggest challenge of my life right now. And so it's a present tense. I don't know if I would call it a failure, but uh, as, you, as you know, I told you in the email, I got in a pretty serious car accident in December. Yes. And uh, so I'm now sitting here in a wheelchair with two broken feet. I've had several fractures uh, in my face. And uh, after four surgeries, I am now, um, this is definitely challenging because I am, tell you, I am not used to sitting here all day. I'm not used to not being out there with clients or on stage or working on my next idea. So um as far as overcoming that i i am learning a ton about it um i think the biggest thing is um support you know having a support structure is huge and not only just for something um you know like what i'm going through but think about an entrepreneur i mean you again are doing something that may be absolutely new to the world um or just may be absolutely new to you you know, as a person and, um, having that support from other people is huge. You know, I mean, the letters I've got from people, people bringing me over food, people just saying, Hey, stick with it. It's the same thing for an entrepreneur, right? Having that, having those people, the family who says, yeah, stick with it. You can do it. And, and this is a key point here is that having that internal support for yourself, because you ultimately you have to be the one that says I can do this, I can get through it, I can stay positive, and um, you know I got to tell you it's so much easier as a consultant <laughs> to give that coaching advice to other people, and now I'm in this uh, fascinating challenge where I'm coaching myself every day to hey you know what look this thing happened 
Um, it's a bit of a setback, but guess what? You can get through it, and uh, you know you can get back out there and start uh, uh, you know setting things on fire again. So I think it's a, a really interesting. Um, uh, again, corollary to uh, entrepreneurship because you will you will have setbacks and you will have those moments of crashing and burning, um, whether it's life or your business. And um, you know, having that support externally, internally is is really really going to help. Eric, thank you for being so generous with this story and sharing it yeah. because I know it still is raw. And one thing I can Very. just say <laughs> to this is that such a a testament to mindset and mentality because we've been in communications since we set this interview date prior to your accident. And even after it happened, you'd just been so positive, so upbeat. You didn't go into a (laughs) shell and hide from the world. You were just very open and upfront and honest about it. And you've just been truly a great shining example to people who do go through these type of situations, these unexpected setbacks and and the kind of fact that you can not necessarily turn it into a positive, but at least just take it and for what it is and keep that positive mindset moving forward. And you've done that. So I need to commend you again yeah. uh, for thank that. You. Thank you. It's uh it's a battle sometimes, but it's 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 a battle um, you know, worth fighting. And uh, you know, there's a great book uh I I, I wanna tell people about that I, I actually loved about this. It's it's literally called Mindset. And, uh, oh boy, I can't remember the author's name, but it's, it's called Mindset. And uh, it's a psychologist. She explains the difference between having a fixed mindset, which is everything's black or white, good or bad. I either have it or I don't. I'm smarter or not. I'm attractive or I'm not. Um, and, and it believes, it's those people who kind of believe that things are in a fixed state versus a growth mindset where people see everything as, oh, hey, this is what it is. This is how I can learn. This is how I can grow. And uh, I found that book, I actually read that before the accident, but it really resonated with me and certainly with my work as a uh, growth consultant and innovation consultant. But I thought it was a, um, you know, it's worth checking out. Like I said, it's called Mindset. I believe the author is Carol Dweck. Yes. Yes, that's it. That's Wonderful. Good. The power of the internet. I just slapped it yeah, in the Amazon. I was say, Boom. Came right up. And Google savvy. That's I will good. definitely put that into the show notes, Eric. Thank you for sharing that book with us. Yeah. And let's use that to move into our next topic now, which is the other end of the spectrum. It's that aha moment. And as yes. entrepreneurs, the lucky ones, we have small aha moments every single day, every single week. But every now and then we do have that big light bulb that just comes on and we just go, wow, this is going to resonate so well with my authentic self, with me as a person. Have Mm -hmm. you had a major light bulb moment like that, Eric? And if you have, how did you turn that into success? Yeah, I did. It uh, It was last year, I think around February. And um, what happened was I, I, to explain the innovation engineering uh, management system, the system I use to help uh, companies innovate faster and with less risk, um, there was a picture I drew. Uh, um, I was very inspired by the book Back of the Napkin, another another plug for another author here. I'm selling books left and right. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great, great book. And uh, so I really started using pictures to explain how this system works. And I had drawn um, what I will referred to as uh, this pipeline diagram of innovation. So I have a lot of ideas. How do I start to take those ideas and uh, communicate them better? How do I select the winners from the losers? Because often 
you know, entrepreneurs, startups, they're not people who have a lack of ideas. They're people who maybe don't necessarily know how to attack them and what right. to do with them and how to pick them. So this system uh, is a really good way to do that. So I had drawn this picture. It was very successful um, with my clients, and I was sharing it with my other colleagues and consultants and around the country. And I had been asked to fly to San Diego to speak and to teach other people how to do this. But I could not go to the conference because I had a stand-up gig. <laughs> I was opening for John Panette. Um, so it was a very big gig, um, a little tour we were doing. So like any great innovation, uh, you know, necessity is the mother of all innovation. So I had been inspired by um, not only using diagrams, but those uh, you've seen those whiteboard videos that people make. I oh, think yeah. I, yeah, right. I think UPS use them in the commercials. I've seen them online. You can and get I was, them on five for five bucks now. It's pretty sweet. Oh, they're fantastic. And and uh, you know, I always wanted to make my own whiteboard video. And so here it is. I had my picture that was uh, you know selling the system, helping people understand how it works. And now I had uh, a reason to actually make the video. So I set up a little studio in my apartment. I just literally took a day took a big whiteboard, put it on the floor, set up my, uh, my digital video camera, um, fought like crazy to keep my cat off the whiteboard. So I had to do a bit <laughs> of editing there. And uh, yeah, so I drew the picture. And then, of course, used, uh, I used iMovie and I just edited it, um, did a voiceover. And so the aha moment was, okay, I, I have this great thing and I, I want to share it. But I couldn't do it in the traditional way, so what's kind of an innovative way I could do it? And this video, I have to tell you, has just, I mean, it took off. I shared it. Um, Doug Hall, founder of the Eureka Ranch and the Innovation Engineering System, I mean, he blasted it out on his blog. Um, I've gotten speaking gigs from this thing. It's really helped the Manufacturing Extension Partnership, which is a, a nationwide consultancy and what I'm part of that uh, we're helping manufacturers use this innovation system. It's, it's helped people understand it. It's helped people sell it. Ultimately, ultimately, it's what led to me being on your podcast because somebody saw that video and asked me to do a keynote speech at the uh, Main Biz Momentum Convention in October. And people were uh, inspired by my keynote, and they said, "Oh, you have to talk with with uh, with, with John Lee Dumas. So you got to be on this podcast." So they forwarded me to you, and uh, and that was just honestly, it's made me semi-famous in the innovation world. And I would I would just say that uh, you know that was probably my my biggest moment yet. I will say, don't you just love how the world works these days? <laughs> I love it. Oh, my, oh. It, it it is just made for. For us, I, I just I love the way the world works. Um, I mean, really, with with the democratization of technology, uh, the things that are out there, like literally anybody can do anything. Um, you know, I'm really into the the maker movement and the do it yourself movement, and I go to maker fairs and things, and I just I'm always kind of keep my finger on the pulse of what's uh, what's out there. But the amount of free, whether it's software, open source hardware, and design. There literally is nothing, there's nothing you can't do. So where could Fire Nation listeners go to view this video? I would say the easiest would be, um, I mean, you can certainly just go to YouTube and Google um, Eric James, and that's Eric spelled E-R-I-C-K. 
uh, Eric James innovation, and that'll come up. Uh, you might, you probably get some of my stand-up videos also. But uh, even if you put watch those as well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely watch those. <laughs> and um, you can also go to innovationengineering.info, and you'll learn more about the Innovation Engineering Management System, which is really worth checking out. And my videos on there as well. Beautiful. We will link that up in the show notes for sure, Great. Eric. And Let's use that to move on to my next question. It's a straight black and white question. Have you had an I've made it moment? And I've made it. Well, for me, you know, it, it was that keynote speech, John, because, um, you know, I, I obviously as a stand up, I love being on stage. I love making people laugh. But um, since I was really gaining some momentum as a consultant, and uh, as a, you know, as as a teacher and educator and implementer of this innovation engineering system, when I I had always wanted to do keynote speeches, so when I got that call, um, that was that was really something. And more so, I would say, was the um, the response I had after that. That was just in October, and so many people came up and said, "Oh, I you know I understand." I get it. I did a little book signing after, and the response was phenomenal. And um, for me, that was like that really said something. And I was like, "This is this is what I want to do. Like, I really want to hit the speaking circuit um, and get out there and, and share this because it's changing. Um, it really is changing people's lives. I mean, the the response I get from um, clients and people who, you know, who I've taught to innovate." you know, faster, cheaper, and with less risk by, you know, teaching them how to create ideas, teaching them how to communicate them better, and then ultimately teaching them how to fail fast and fail cheap so that they can commercialize them better has just been um, uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal experience and moment for me. And it's kind of brought together all of my skills as a, as a person. So that was just a wonderful, wonderful moment. No, I can definitely relate to what you're saying. In January of this year, I was fortunate enough to speak at New Media Expo by Blog World in Las Vegas about the state of podcasting and entrepreneur on fire in general and what I was doing with my podcast and my brand. And it was just incredible to be a speaker at that conference and then just to see the outpouring of interest and support directly after my talk, and then the days following as far as with my actual email signups and podcast downloads and all of those things. It's just really, once you get out there and you're face-to-face, nothing beats that actual being real live person in front of somebody. So as much as we all love the internet and we all do, there's totally another dimension you need to take (laughs) advantage of, and that's the face-to-face. And for you, Eric, as a stand-up comedian... It just comes naturally to you at this point on a lot of levels. So I definitely can see why you want to go on this speaking circuit. And I hope it comes back to New England at some point shortly. I'm going to make sure to, to make it there. Yeah. Yeah. I have to tell one, one funny story too. So uh, whenever I go to do a gig, I always look for something that I can, you know, make a, make kind of a local joke about. So this, um, <laughs> right. So I'm doing this. So I, I show up at this, uh, you know, the conference hall, it's in Augusta, Maine. And, uh, like this is a business convention, right? And I'm walking in there and there's this big sign out front that says give blood today. So they're having a blood drive in conjunction with the business convention. I thought, okay, well, there's my opening joke. So I, uh, <laughs> well, cause everybody in Maine has the same blood type. So when we get out of staters, <laughs> <laughs> well, so I get up on stage and the, so the first thing I say is, uh, I says, uh, you know, they introduce me and I say, thank you and all that. And I say, uh, 
you know, it's a real honor to be here to present to you guys today. But I do have to say, I get a, I get a little nervous. I have one problem. I get a little nervous when I drive six hours to go to a business convention where I'm going to speak. And the first thing I see out front is a sign that says, give blood today. And, uh, and they all cracked <laughs> up. And then I tagged it with, uh, look, I don't know what it takes to start a business in Maine, but man, you guys are really serious up here. And of course, everybody loved it. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we were just off and running. So uh, It's great it's always, to really have that nice break in, a little warm up, get people's uh, jaws kind of slack. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. If you can ever make it's that's kind of a kind of a good uh, actually um kind of a good technique, you know, that I learned from stand up. If you can just take something, you know, something about the town, something about the area, just, you know, something known to those people that you can uh you know, it doesn't even have to be a brilliant joke, but just the fact that you've done a little research and you're recognizing them as an audience, they will absolutely love you. So if you're doing more speaking, that's kind of a good little tidbit for you. Find something. Yeah, make a joke about it. So Eric, let's move into your current business right now. Mm -hmm. Pull out one thing that's just really exciting you right now with Eric James. Well, there seems, oh God, one thing. Ooh, boy, there's so many things. But I would say <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Um, yeah, besides healing and getting uh, back on my feet, yes. I would say yes. The I think the most exciting thing is that we. Um, I'm based in Albany, New York, uh, in the, you know, the capital of, of New York State, and um, so around this area, we have really, uh, we have really, really gained a lot of exposure for our work and innovation. And so the expansion of, uh, of that business has, um, to me, the most exciting because, like I said, I predominantly work with manufacturers and technology companies, but, um, you know, we've moved into hospitals and healthcare, uh, we've moved into education and, uh, and also government. Uh, being the seat of the uh, New York government. So, I mean, you know, are there three sectors that need more help and more innovation than healthcare, education, and government? Goodness, I, I hope not, because <laughs> then we're in trouble. <laughs> yes. So that to me is just uh, absolutely, uh, you know, just just talk about, you know, setting you on fire. Um, absolutely. That is just uh, so exciting. Awesome. And Eric, that's just a perfect lead-in to our final segment, which is the lightning round. And this is where uh. I get to ask you a series <laughs> of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if the lightning round meant I only I get to say one word, but amazing and mind-blowing answers. Okay. Yeah, you can expound. <laughs> oh, man, the, pr the pressure's on now. I didn't know if this was like a speed round, like on a game show. Like a round that you're going to provide some incredible electricity. <laughs> okay. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? For me, in the beginning, it was uh, it was um, it was time, and really, it was my age. Um, because I would say time, because uh, for stand up, when I wanted to start stand up, uh, again, that was a dream of mine. Right? It was the thing I was going to do when I won the lottery and could do anything. And so there was a, always an excuse not to do it. Right. I had a job. I, I was also, uh, uh, at the time, I was um, uh, renovating an apartment to live in. And so there was always a reason not to do it. And I finally, I, I said, uh, there was a class. I actually took a stand-up comedy class. And I finally just said, well, I'm just going to do this. 
Um, and I loved it and have been doing it, you know, ever since, you know, nine, almost 10, almost 10 years later. Um, and, uh, but I would say, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's that, it's that self-talk that, um, that says, well, I can always do this later. I think that was what was holding me back from, from, from doing that. And then, uh, you know, the consulting was actually kind of easy because, um, you know, I actually got laid off from my other job. I was working for a startup. It just kind of ran out of money. And um, so I didn't really have a choice. I had to go out and get uh, another job. So the consulting job was was uh, was open. And um, even though I was young and uh, sort of inexperienced, I just, you know, having a, a growth mindset and saying, hey, I can learn this and I'm into this just um, made, made that an easy transition. But don't kid yourself about time is what I will say to entrepreneurs out there. If you find yourself saying, well, I don't have time to do it, um, you really got to sit down and have a talk with yourself because you're not making the time. Absolutely. What is the best business advice you ever received? Uh, that's easy. Fail fast, fail cheap. Boom. <laughs> fail fast, fail cheap. What does that mean? It means, I, I will expound on that a little because I want people to understand because that word failure, it's, 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 it's equal to learn fast, learn cheap, but I, I, we like to use fail fast, fail cheap because it's like, just get over yourself. You're going to fail. And what does that mean to do fast and cheap? It means what can I do? We break it down into seven day segments. What can I do in seven days to get smarter? Um, and I'm telling you right now, man, this is almost impossible for me to get adults to, to do, right? So for example, uh, I have a manufacturer, right? Say they come up with a new idea for a product or something. As engineers and scientists, they will spend months figuring out if they can make it, and they will never spend. They will never do just a little, little learning to see if anybody even cares if they're making this thing, right? It's it's the old if I build it, they will come. So I tell them this is this is something. Um, it's called a, a a looks like prototype. Have you? I don't know. Have you ever heard of that? No, it doesn't sound familiar. Okay, so we often build a, a works like prototype, right? That's a proof of concept. And uh, and again, engineers, tinkers, like we love making stuff. We love saying, hey, this 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 is how it's going to work. When I, when I get you know when you invest your million dollars in me, this is how this thing is going to work and save the world. A looks like prototype is where I would say to people, look. Make a one-page brochure, marketing one-pager, kind of a spec sheet of what you think this thing would look like if you made it perfectly, right? So I've got this idea for a new product. Put down what the benefit's going to be. Put down what problem it solves. You know, get some pictures from Getty Images or Google Images. Like, just kind of make something that looks kind of good as if you had already built it. Right? Without obviously giving away anything you know proprietary or, or any, go to three or four trusted customers, people who love you and will buy from you that you can trust, and say to them, "Hey, I'm thinking of developing this. What do you think? Would you be interested? If so, why? If not, why? What would interest you? That is something you can do in seven days. That's something you could do in one or two days, and imagine the learning you're going to get from that, rather than spending months 
developing a technology, having those big long meetings, debating each other, trying to figure out if you can build something that nobody cares about. And I'm not talking market research. Market research is great, John, but what I'm talking about is something fast and cheap. What can I do in seven days to get smarter? And, uh, you know, I could go on for, I know we have limited time, I could go on f- for days about fail fast, fail cheap, and, and all the different ways, but um, you'd be surprised at how hard it is to get people to do that. I know, another quick story, I have a software company. I was begging them to do this with this new software, but instead they hired a marketing firm, a, uh, a statistics firm, to come in and help them develop a 40-page, sur- uh, a 40-question survey that they then took to a trade show and started slapping on people who were visiting their booth. Amazingly, they got a terrible response because nobody <laughs> wants to fill out a survey. They just want their free stuff and the info. So it was a complete and total failure that cost them um, uh, you know, half a year or more, not to mention five figures, I mean, because those trade shows aren't cheap, no. and uh, as well as hiring the, um, you know, the firm. statistics firm. Yeah, so I could not get them to just say, hey, make a one-pager and send it to your three top com- customers, see if they even want this thing. Wow. Well, innovationengineering.info is where you can find out more stuff, great stuff about yes. this. So. so, Eric, do you have an internet resource, like an Evernote, that you're just in love with that you can share with Fire Nation? Um, yeah, yeah, I have a couple, but one, uh, one I, re- I really, really like, like is called rescue time. Oh, I use rescue time. Yes. Rescue time is beautiful because rescue time, um, it basically, I mean, it's very easy to install and, um, it will basically just keep track of every application or program or website that you spend any time on during the course of your day. And what I really, really like is with any of those activities, whether it's a website, whether it's, you know, email, whether it's word process, whatever you're doing, you can mark that as either um, very productive, productive, neutral, uh, not productive, or very unproductive. So you can, uh, in, in essence, tag your activities, and then it just starts compiling that data. So for me, um, I consider email to be unproductive. I think email is great. Um, it's a necessary I'll, evil. It's a necessary evil um, that people will use to feel b- busy. They you know, spend all day on email. And uh, you'll see my, my, even my signature. I, from the four-hour work week, I, uh, I check it once a day. And, um, but I, so I try to spend as little time in email as possible. And uh, I love rescue time because it comes back with that data, you know, and I just, uh, I love data and everything we do in innovation engineering is data driven. Um, so I'm very much a numbers guy. So that, that's a great one. Eric, we're going to link that up in the show notes. We're going to link up your book recommendation mindset. We're going to link up your website, innovationengineering.info, your YouTube video. Well, Eric, you have just given us some great actionable advice and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then tell us how we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. One, uh, one last piece of guidance is uh, really, it, it's about that mindset of learning. You know, everything you do is a learning opportunity. And uh, I mean, I have to go back to what I said, you know, fail fast, 
fail cheap. Just get comfortable trying things and failing and understanding that, no, really, you're learning. It's the theme of the interview, Eric. It's extremely valuable to end on that note. It's powerful. We can't say it enough. Thank you for just being so generous with your time, your expertise, and your experience. Fire Nation, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Fire Nation, are you ready for some more incredible audio? Audible is offering Entrepreneur on Fire listeners a free audiobook and 30-day membership. I recommend Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This is a must-listen for every entrepreneur. This offer is for a limited time, so jump on it at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.